Negativity cells and scary cells and demons sell. Knowing that in us living in the Bible Belt where you either go to heaven or hell when you die, there is no in-between. And if there's something going on, it's demonic. I remember being scared of the dark. Now watch for the time slowly tear me apart. Cause the demons in my brain actually made me sane. Now I look at this world with so much fucking pain. Like blaming demons and gods without you. They have no hand to execute you. Living in a given dream. The great movie theme. Money, murder, sex, and false dreams. Bitch, basically in a blink of an eye you won't exist. It can be like this. You don't you don't exist Think of it like this Don't take yourself so fucking serious Love, love, love Because without you it can't exist So remember we're all basically delirious And so You know, you get that double whammy And people call us and they are flipping out Now, after doing this for 13 years And not seeing anything demonic Or coming up against anything like that you know, I tend to err on the side of it's all benign. You know, there's nothing bad. It's just dead people or any other number of things going on that we can talk about. <laughs> What's up, digital friend? Ooh, show me that spooky-ass stanky leg. Oh, okay. Yeah, get it. Come on. <laughs> With as much seriousness and sincerity, thank you for stopping by. This episode is with Heather Dobson, and it's honestly a real treat for me. She's an OG on the podcast. I actually had her paranormal team uh, come on the podcast. I think we actually recorded it before I even released the podcast in general. So we're talking probably three and a half years ago, four years ago or something like that uh, when we had them on, man, and it was such a blast. And since then, She's become an author for the Future Ghost series. And uh, man, it was just, it was such a blast having her on, man, because I've always loved their perception of ghost and paranormal, you know. Uh, there's always kind of this one size fits all that seems to kind of happen in a lot of movies. And it was really cool to be able to talk to her and kind of break that mold and man, even get kind of spiritual and existential. You know how we do, you know how we do it. So anyways, without further ado, Let's get it. Heather, this has been like, honestly, just an honor to have you back on. No, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You're like, definitely one, like, well, I guess I should say your crew, Paranormal mm -hmm. Georgia, was one of my like, early crews on the podcast yeah. which it's so cool to have you back on you know when you reached out I was like of course please thank you for like putting me back no, you know in, you. in the yeah and uh yeah it was just super cool because I mean even back then I remember I had like my old setup mm -hmm. and like I had like a whole bunch of mics and trying to set it up and we set this up in a few minutes and so it's just crazy yeah. to see how much has changed we were talking about like COVID and yes. all these different things man and you've written you, you were talking about writing your other book now it's out yeah so like so much has changed you know and I would love to maybe just kind of start there and catch up with like your new book and yeah. uh that you put out and and kind of where you're at in life yeah. So um, I think, gosh, was it like three or three and a half years ago when we yeah, got together at that time? Yeah. And so, you know, we were investigating and raising kids and raising families and, you know, doing whatever. And, um, you know, I'd been working on this book and I'm, I, like I said earlier, I told you earlier, I have... Um, imposter syndrome. And so mm -hmm. I'd get, you know, I'd write a chapter and think it was brilliant. And then I'd go back a week later and read it and think it was crap. And so not only that, but I'm a perfectionist. Yeah. And so I wrote this monster book. It was huge. And my husband is a raging Star Wars nerd. And so he finally told me, he said, okay, you know what? You just need to break it up into two books and then write a third one and have a trilogy like Star Wars. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> it's like, all right, <laughs> sure. Awesome. So um, the first book came out last August and it was amazing just holding it in my hands. And, and of course it's called Memoirs of a Future Ghost and it's about my experiences as a paranormal investigator. Yeah. And it starts out with my childhood and growing up in West Virginia, which is the land of the Mothman and the Greenbrier Ghost and Braxton County Monster and 
I grew up with those stories. And so I wanted to impart that in my book and then yeah. talk about investigating the paranormal in the early days. And so then the second book that just is coming out on Halloween this year in just a week, week and a half, it's a continuation of us founding Paranormal Georgia Investigations and getting it off the ground and all That's the different awesome. investigations. And so... PGI has actually gone on hiatus this year. We um, had some loss of members and some disinterest in leading the group sure. and some burnout. I mean, we've been doing it for over 10 years. Yeah. Some of us have been doing it for 13 years. We talked about that off the podcast yeah. with Dreambeard. I mean, I was just yeah. like, I was just ready to just not yeah. do it. <laughs> and it's crazy because when I was investigating, I thought I'm going to do this forever. Yeah. And I still want to investigate, but you know... You need a break. Sure. You need a break. I mean, just dealing with the dead and dealing with people who are dealing with the dead. Just dealing with people, man. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You need a break. Exactly. (laughs) And it was a good thing that we took a hiatus in January because then, you know, all hell broke loose with COVID. And what's fascinating to me is that, you know, we are still getting emails for investigation requests, even in the middle of a pandemic. Can you, can we, maybe we'll just go into that for just a second, because that's crazy to me. I never even thought that that would even be a thing, but but then we started kind of talking about the podcast and my mind was kind of blown thinking about it. Cause like you're stuck at home and, and we were saying like, man, if you do believe that there is this entity, especially if it's like on the negative side, Mm -hmm. the last thing you're worried about is a damn virus, you know? And you're like, dude, get this thing that's moving shit out of my house. (laughs) Well, you know, I had this, I had this hypothesis about how, you know, our slow time was always the summer. We would hardly ever get investigation requests in the Ah. summer. And then fall would hit. And I always assumed it was, oh, everybody's seeing the ghosts in the store. So, you know. Ah, yeah. It's almost like, yeah, subliminal, yeah, yeah, or placebo-ish. Yeah. Or it's because everybody's coming back from summer vacations. They're starting to stay home again. Mm -hmm. You know, it's getting dark earlier and you know, school. And so that's what I assumed, you know, we're all at home now again after Mm -hmm. summer. And I think that's what's going on with the pandemic is that we're literally trapped in our houses for lack of a better phrase, no more concerts, no going to the mall, no, you know, football games or that, you know, what have you. And so we're here Yeah, and there's no getting out of your house if it's haunted. That's crazy. So how are y'all dealing like with that? Are y'all do you take any of the emails at all? I mean, we I know haven't. with with COVID, yeah, well, I yeah. guess with COVID, it's just like, yeah. you know, it's too risky or something. No, we haven't. And you know, it's just not it's not it just doesn't make sense right now. Yeah. Now, what's interesting is that I help out with a ghost tour and we have continued to do the ghost tour, but that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's outside. You can limit the number, you know, to keep it sure. down to 10 people and and it's small, but um yeah, we haven't done any investigations. It's been sad. That's so crazy, man. Yeah. It's it's wild how much has like changed, you know, through COVID and people having to deal with that. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like that the validity and I guess maybe this would be, it's hard to not get super general here, but like the validity of these people that call you, like, right. because I think when you talk about paranormal, you auto- automatically, like I've lived and dabbled in woo-woo my whole life, even mm-hmm. when I was a pastor, right? Because pe- some people would consider that woo-woo, right? Yeah, so right. I've lived and dabbled in my whole life and I see the world as more than just what meets the eye. So right. like, that's kind of always been my vibe. So it's easier for me to like hear stories about you know, paranormal and be like, man, maybe so. Like, cause I, I mean, maybe just cause I didn't experience it doesn't mean it didn't like happen and transpire because I've, I have had experiences that were out of the ordinary myself that right. like, you know, and so for me, but then you've got obviously the devil advocate, the like, the man, this is a bunch of BS, mm-hmm. man, y'all are just, you know, I, I, scamming you, people, yeah, you're and, scamming people mm-hmm. and you're trying to create a documentary so you can make money, yeah. you know, and like, and obviously there's all the TV shows we could probably get into oh, well. Yeah. And how that either gives you a good or bad rep as well. Pretty much. You know? you know, well, in Hollywood, negativity and scares sell. Sure. Which I can't I can't blame them for that. Yeah. I can't fault them for that. And, you know, from my perspective of nobody wants to watch a forty eight year old you know, purple haired woman investigating the paranormal. Cause I'm kind of, I'm kind of boring. <laughs> Zach Bagans on the other hand is quite the character <laughs> and you know, he makes it interesting Yeah. and negativity sells and scary cells and demons sell. Mm. And so, you know, knowing that and us living in the Bible belt where you either go to heaven or hell when you die, there is no in between. Yeah. And if there's something going on, it's demonic. Yes. And so, 
you know, you get that double whammy and people call us and they are flipping out. Yeah. Now, after doing this for 13 years and not seeing anything demonic or coming up against anything like that, you know, I tend to err on the side of it's all benign. You mm-hmm. know, there's nothing bad. Mm-hmm. It's just dead people or any other number of things going on that we can talk about. But, um, you know, I think regardless of whether you believe it or not, you have to believe that people are having experiences that they can't explain yeah. that are scaring them. Yeah. Because it's, you know, if you can't explain, you know, if you look at the cabinet door keeps opening and you cannot figure it out, you've checked, you know, is the cabinet level, is it angled backwards or forwards or the hinges broken? If you've gone through all of that yeah. and the you know, and you know that it's not your teenage kid because you've set up a nanny cam and they're not freaking you out. You know, I mean, if you've done everything, um, then... That was dope. This is like a blue light came oh, on in here. We were talking, like, all of a sudden, this blue light illuminated what? behind her. She was talking. I was like, dude, I was like, ghost are real. It's a ghost. <laughs> it's real. No, right? <laughs> my knee hit a button. Oh, yeah. I was like, what did my husband turn on down here? What is happening? So, I mean, but yeah. So you can't just discount what people are going through. I mean, mm-hmm. clearly that something is happening. Yeah. And I will say that with the paranormal shows, at least people aren't scared to talk about it anymore because they don't feel like they're crazy. That's, Whereas yeah. before it was, oh man, there's something going on in my house. Yeah. You didn't talk about that. Yeah. Don't talk to Clarissa. if she's crazy. No. She thinks some shit's in her house. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then the neighbors are gossiping <laughs> yeah, about you exactly. and your crazy house. And <laughs> yeah. you know, you think the settling is a demon <laughs> yeah. or whatever. So we're at least talking about it, but yeah. I still think, you know, regardless of whether you believe in ghosts or not, we can't we can't discount these experiences. Yeah, and I think that it's what I've always noticed with people is they're always afraid of the unknown. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, even a scary movie is like the leading up to walking through some dark room or what. Yeah. It's like, well, it's going to happen. And it's like, and once the known is known, then it's right. not scary any, anymore. And it's like same thing with our own selves. The more we can know about our own subconscious, mm-hmm. the more it's not scary. You know, usually our own personal demons aren't that scary once we get to know them. You know, and it's right. like, so I wonder if a lot of it like. Do you see when you come in and you explain to them what could be happening? Because I know mm-hmm. last time we had talked, it's not always paranormal. Right. Like there's sometimes there's really just like a logical explanation for what's happening. Can you kind of walk through that as well? Yeah. Um, you know, I remember one investigation that we had here in over in Ackworth. Um, you know, the lady, most of what they were hap- experiencing happened on the stairwell mm-hmm. um, in an upstairs bedroom. And we found out that they had a really high electromagnetic field Whoa. at an outlet that was right there in the bedroom that shared a wall with the stairwell. I mean, it was really high. Yeah. So even if you don't believe in the paranormal, mm-hmm. high electromagnetic fields can adversely affect people. You know, yeah. they can make you paranoid and headachy and nauseous and... You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So if you then look at the hypothesis regarding, okay, paranormal entities can feed off of high EMF. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's fix that. Let's call in an electrician and fix the wiring, yeah. which is what they did. Stuff stopped. Yeah. So, you know, either stuff stopped or they just accepted what was happening. Yeah. It and wasn't that's... as bad. So... Either way, their problem was solved. Yeah, like maybe their attention was like away from it. Like they were given a story which right. solved the loop in their mind, right. which alleviated the anxiety and allowed them to. So it's like, yeah, it's like either way, it, yeah. it, it worked. And sometimes two people will uh, would call us, and you know they just wanted to know they weren't crazy, yeah. and they just wanted somebody to tell them you're not crazy, and it's okay that you're experiencing this. It's not that it's horribly awful. Yeah. Um. So that helps quite a bit. Just having that person. Yeah. Just to be like, yo, I, I, I see. Yeah. yeah. I connect with what mm-hmm. you're like experiencing. And yeah. D- so what's the difference in that versus like there is some stuff and then that being treated and right. then them kind of. So let's just say hypothetically, or if you have a story that would work and fit in this model, it's like there is a ghost and this ghost we believe is there for X, Y, Z. Right. Does even just that knowledge like alleviate the tension? It does. We had a family in South Atlanta who, um, you know, they had their daughter 
was having experiences in her bedroom. You know, they were seeing something up on the hallway and mm. she kept seeing a dark shadow in her bedroom. And of course, you've got a teenage daughter. You know, daddy wants to protect his little girl. Sure, yeah, that whole bit, yeah. They're freaking out. And so um, we started, you know, we investigated and we found out that the great-grandmother had stayed with them until she had passed away a number of months before Mm -hmm. and that she and the daughter were close. And then through our equipment, we had a vibration pod that we had set up, made sure the cats and the dogs were, were locked up. And, and so of course the vibration pod would pick up, you know, footsteps or if you'd tap against it, it would beep and make noises and Mm. light up. And so we had it sitting on the floor and Jeremy and I were sitting on the daughter's bed and asking questions and it would go off. And so we were double checking, okay, is me shifting on the bed, setting it off, you know, what's, what's going on? So we, we got rid of all of, you know, anything that it could have been. Yeah, the variables possible. Yep. And it started answering yes or no questions and it was the great grandmother. Mm. And so when we told, you know, when we first walked in there, the parents were just up in arms. They were freaking out. And when we told them, okay, this is what we think is happening. Just, you could just see their faces. They were just so much happy, so much more happy, just so Mm. much more calm about it and, you know, accepting of it. And yeah, that's, it it made the difference. I think, man, you know, I just, I just want to dive in deep at this point. Let's Mm -hmm. just go. Let's go. You know, like when you, like, where are you at? And by the way, can I just say that me and my wife really love the name of your book (laughs) of the future ghost, that whole future ghost thing, man. Like I was like. When I first heard that, I was like, dude, that's got that's got a ring to it. I love it because yeah. it's just, it's a cool perception anyways. But like, yeah, like we're with where you're at after writing these books, after talking to you before, after all your experiences, yeah. like where do you personally land? Like, like, and it can be, a, and it doesn't have to be a one word, one, yeah. one version. It can be like, oh, it's, it could usually be this things or mm-hmm. this or whatever, but yeah, whatever you feel. You know, I, um. I'm, I have a background in physics, so I do think some of this is definitely time slips. Mm. When you look at the story of there were two teachers back in the, I want to say were the early part of the 19th, uh, 20th century, they had gone on a tour of Versailles and they were trying to find the cottage where Marie Antoinette would stay with her children and that kind of thing. And they had this experience where they're pretty sure they slipped back in time and actually saw her and her children and some of the courtiers. And so sometimes I think it's a time slip. And sometimes I think it's also the the hypothesis of multiple quantum universes. So every decision Mm -hmm. we make, every choice we make, we do make those every single choice that's put before us and we split off into different quantum Mm -hmm. universes. So there's like like almost strings of like different variables and there's billions upon billions of alternate universes. And so I do think that sometimes there's, you know, a meeting of our universe and a a Mm -hmm. parallel quantum universe where we're seeing each other like ghost images for lack of a better phrase and then i do think that people have passed and come back Mm -hmm. and they revisit or they're stuck or they want to stay like the great grandmother watching over her great granddaughter for whatever reason can we break down those because i man that oh man this is too cool (laughs) like i was like i was trying to keep quiet because i was just like i get too excited i get it it's it's like i try my best to like reel it in but uh you know uh let's start with just time slip man like what does that mean to you because i yeah like uh, yeah i don't want to get ahead of myself like we 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 assume that you know time is linear Mm -hmm. that you know you have past present future and and, you know you can't you can't meet up with past you can't meet up with future you're only present and um you know when you think about space time space time is four-dimensional and that fourth dimension is time Mm -hmm. you know when you're looking at a star that's not the present life of the star exactly however far away it is it's millions or billions of years so the idea of a time slip is that, you know, time isn't linear, that maybe it's more like a puddle, you know, mm. maybe like you've dropped a rock in and you've got ripples coming outward. Yeah. So maybe what we're experiencing are those ripples in time. Yeah. And I don't know if it, if it just happens randomly. I don't know if we have to be in a certain state of mind yeah. or... 
or oh. like even if it's like like actually mapped out i've often thought about that too because it's like if we're flying through space right now right. if we could go back to that point in space and time mm-hmm. like would that thing still be happening the eternal moment us having this podcast like if you right. could come back to almost like the latitude longitude of space and time like would we always just be here like in this right. eternal moment having this having this like crazy thing happen that we call experience in right. life you know wouldn't that be amazing <laughs> yeah and that's kind of the way I like to at least look at it I don't know if it's real right but. and then you have of course you think about paradoxes and are, mm-hmm. can we you know if if a time slip occurs can can just seeing each other change the timeline or mm. I don't know that's that's a bit much for me to, yeah. to even want to try to think about but. yeah well and I mean even when you get into the more like psychedelic type of realms mm-hmm. you know you hear a lot about that about time slips and people experiencing themselves as like an Aztec or mm-hmm. you know or having these different like kind of wild things happen where maybe our mind and our consciousness is fluid and can move and is malleable through space and time and it's right. really just stuck in this kind of archaic like you know meat suit that's like that gives us the ability to like experience this reality in this certain way yeah but I'm sure it's much more right right exactly <laughs> and it's nothing that I can fully comprehend or even fully explain I mean I, I have a physics background but it's not it's certainly not Einstein's background or Stephen Hawking's background. Yeah. It's, you know, a bachelor's degree and whatever I've read since then and just, you know, but I do think that's some of what's happening. And then, of course, the other thing are the parallel quantum universes, mm-hmm. which, you know, there's an alternate me. There's millions yeah. and billions of alternate me's and alternate you's and all of us. And so, you know, are we, is that what we're experiencing is... You know, grand. You know, my grand. Seeing my grandfather downstairs yeah. after he died. Okay, well, is it his spirit or is it him still alive in a parallel universe? Yes, and I think that that one a lot of people have a hard time. Uh, coping with because I think that we're identity beings. Yeah. So we like to think of ourselves as very static, like this is who I am. And mm-hmm. it was kind of like, that's why I love to always tell people to you that you think you are. It's just you thinking. I mean, it's literally just a little talking point, but it's just to help the mind understand. It's like, you really don't exist between, but, but between your two ears, yeah. like you're in your own mind, that version of yourself is the only one that exists. Like the way exactly. anyone else perceives you is differently, you know? Yep. And so I think that when you talk about this idea that there's like many versions of ourselves, mm-hmm. We freak like that doesn't we're like, no, like I there is the, one yeah. one version of myself. But know? the many versions of us is happening <coughs> currently exact, right now that's in ex- this reality. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I try to tell me. I'm like, no, the quantum is actually happening before your eyes right now. Yeah. It's just happening in our own little realities and all of our realities. There's so many different heathers, you know, that mm-hmm. are, you know, all your team and your family and your yep. you know, co-workers or people that you meet at the coffee shop or the gas station or yeah. you know, you're just the background person in the car driving by it's like you play so many different roles roles and it's like well which one are you and it's like well you're all of them because you're actually a really complicated fractal being and that can't be generalized but for some reason in 2020 i love to generalize yeah exactly (laughs) it's it's crazy it is that's a that's a cool point i think the moving into like the revisiting and and the idea that i think is the most common commonly known one when you talk about a ghost right is that like they've died and that their spirit has lingered or mm-hmm. has come back right when you when we talk within that framework what do you feel and this is probably going to go to like the main question i wanted to ask you which yeah. was the first question which is like what is reality what is why we're here right. i think that will probably like lead into that but like the whole idea like do you think that's like a spirit or do you think that that is like, like, what is that? Like, what is the goat? Like if you could just grab it and bottle it up, right. like what is that thing that has left the body and has like decided to come back and inter mingle with this yeah. reality? I don't know. <laughs> that's a good question. That's the thing. Yeah, I mean, that's answer. why I'm doing this. <laughs> but I mean, is it a soul? Yeah. Is it a consciousness? You know, exactly. And I know that physicists at the CERN um, super collider have basically determined that, you know, there is no such thing as ghosts. Basically, mm-hmm. you know, energy, like there is no external consciousness, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. And okay, I will take that. But I'll also take the idea that we don't know everything about dark matter mm-hmm. or there are still some things about the universe that we don't understand the behavior of. So yeah. there's still something 
that we're experiencing that I don't know what it is. So I do want to I do want to say that it could be an external consciousness mm-hmm. that is floating around or somehow existing. Mm-hmm. But okay, here's another one for you. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah, let's go. So there are tulpas or thought forms. Okay, so this idea that you can externalize and bring into physical manifestation your thoughts. Mm. So, you know, the power of prayer, power of positive thinking. So what if granddad visiting you is a tulpa that you've created because you need him right now. Now you're getting more into where I probably lay. So, you know, so not only is it, you know, your perception of your grandfather, what he was to you, um, but it's, you know, this outward physical manifestation that you have mm, created. Yeah. I don't know. So See, that's what I love. And I, I believe this, uh, the more I have gotten into like, you know, I've went way down all the different religions and mm-hmm. dabbled in all the chaos magic stuff and listened to many different witch friends and stuff. And I start kind of thinking about that of like, well, what is a thought? Like, uh, yeah. we're not our thoughts. Like, they just kind of happen. Mm-hmm. They kind of get stuck into our brain. And so where are those thoughts coming from? Are those alive? Are those a thing? Are right. those an entity? Like in, it all in its own right. And yeah. it comes into our mind. And then we as a creator mm-hmm. of the, you know, get to, to decide what we're projecting into this reality. So right. I think in like multi levels is like, is that thought a part of that thing we're talking about as a ghost? Like the grandpa, what if that was like this piece of whatever it is, like kind of yeah. floats into your mind and then you decide like, I need this in my life right now. So I'm going to project this into the reality, you know? And, uh, yeah. and I mean, I couldn't agree more. I mean, even, you know, in my pastoral life, like I see people, I saw people fall out in the spirit and stuff like that. And it was mm-hmm. like, and, and so what I'm saying is like the power of the mind, I've seen yeah. it. Like I've seen people literally like blind eyes healed in Thailand and stuff like that. And I've, but here's where it gets wild is people are like, well, then it proves Christ. But I also know people that had in an ayahuasca ceremony have been healed of cancer. So it's like, there's something going on that allows us to either, it is a gods and entities out there that are doing it all, or Mm -hmm. it's ourself internally powerful, more powerful than we could ever experience that we actually have the ability to heal ourselves and project things into our reality and create things and manifest things. And that's literally because maybe we are the thing from which we seek and we're just like this version of it. Like it's finally manifested into this weird body where we have consciousness and awareness, but we're actually all of it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, you look at the Queen Mary, the that's docked out at Long Beach, California, and you know that you go and investigate the paranormal. It's yeah. horribly haunted. So you you do some research about the ghosts on the Queen Mary, and there's mm. this um, legend of Jackie, the little girl who mm. haunts the first class pool, who supposedly drowned. And you know, oh, these horrible parents that let their daughter drown in the pool and the in the ship and et cetera, et cetera. And you know, paranormal investigators and they go out and they, they do EVP sessions, electronic voice phenomena, and they record a little girl's voice. Mm-hmm. There weren't any little girls who died on the Queen Mary. No one drowned in any of the pools on the Queen Mary. The majority of the deaths were crew deaths and soldiers because the Queen Mary was at one point used as a troop transport. Yeah. And so how do you explain this? Yeah. I think it's, it's all of us yeah. creating this little girl, this tulpa. And so mm. then it, it begs the question, okay, so is Waverly Hills Sanatorium haunted, so, so haunted because of all these tuberculosis patients who died? Or is it so, so haunted because it's a famous location and we yeah. keep visiting it and investigating and manifesting this stuff? See, I wrote down, before even we talked, I yeah. wrote down collective consciousness. Yeah. And so I wonder if like, we are nothing more than the human story, right? right. We were born into this thing called the human story that we've all collectively created and it generates so much power. I mean, uh, the Bible talks about where two or more are gathered there, I shall be God. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chaos magic calls it the third mind. So anytime two people get together, another uh, consciousness forms that's more powerful that we're actually able to together, we're more powerful. Mm -hmm. Like we, And so I wonder if a collective story generates so much power that it literally like it becomes real. (laughs) Because literally what, what is a America. It was an idea, a yeah. thought, and it's real. And like, now it's real. It's real. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
it's crazy. And Star it makes you... Wars will be real. We think it won't be, but think about Star Trek and all those different things. Communicators. I believe, dude, and... I literally believe yeah. that sci-fi is modern day prophecy. Yeah. It is modern day prophecy. Because like, it's giving it gives people it, ideas. Exactly. It gives people something to work towards. Yeah. And so it's literally modern day prophecy. It's crazy. You know, I mean, scientists had never really thought about folding space until <laughs> Frank Herbert wrote Dune and talked yes. about space navigators Which folding I space. I can't wait for that new oh one to come gosh. in. Oh. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm like, so... please don't let us down after COVID. Oh I, I, we can wait two more years. I don't I care. Just keep pushing it back. I just, oh Let's my crush gosh. It. That, that trailer came out <laughs> yeah, and I absolutely so lost my mind. Yes. It was so amazing. My husband, you guys can't see, we're sitting in... No, it's amazing. My husband has this crazy Star Wars collection and I have my three little Dune action figures upstairs in my office from the <laughs> 80s, you know, so I'm the Dune nerd. He's the Star Wars nerd. But um, so, yeah, I mean, I do think that a lot of this can be this collective consciousness of what mm-hmm. we've created. And I do think some ghosts are, are that as well. Mm. And I just, you know, mainly what I want to impart in my books are just... You know, I, I wanted to separate from reality TV because reality yeah. ghost paranormal shows are, they do have their good points, but they are annoying yeah. somewhat. And I wanted people to see what it was really like to investigate the paranormal. But at the same time, just, I want people to understand they're not crazy mm-hmm. and their neighbors aren't crazy for having experiences. You know, things are happening yeah. to people and I, I don't. I don't know what all it is. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. And that's why I want to do this. No, I mean, that's an extremely yeah. honest answer, which I think we should always approach with like this idea that we're infallible humans that don't understand the complicated mm-hmm. like parts of reality yet. Like, right. you know, maybe one day we will. Yeah. And maybe God will be ever shrinking once we know more and more. You know, I mean, that's just like the whole idea, right? Science like illuminates the unknown, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, we, it's still considered a faith in its own too, but at least it's willing to be malleable and change. Change and right. uh, and and progress into uh, whatever it sees that is truth in the moment, you know. And right. so, but yeah, I mean, I, I wonder, like, like will things like ghost, aliens, mm-hmm. um, Bigfoot, right, the Loch Ness, you know, all those things. Like, do you think like science will one day explain those kind of things? Um, I I think they will. I don't know if it'll be in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Things like cryptids, like the Loch Ness, and I, I don't know if you saw the, you know, they're conducting experiments now where I they did see the thing where they get shot a thing down and they saw yeah. the thing. Yeah, they well, and then I sound like I'm bro sciencing the, the thing where the they thing, shot the thing the down thing. and it went down in the thing. They saw the thing. They're collecting, <laughs> they're collecting water samples. Yeah, and doing DNA testing of the water samples wow. to see like. You know, because we shed skin. Yeah. I mean, that's what dust is. Yeah. Dust is just our skin being shed. And so, you know, uh, marine life does that. Mm -hmm. So if we take water collections and, and test, you know, the water and the DNA, we can tell, okay, the, you know, you got, you got sturgeons and you got this and you got that. So they're leaving behind traces of themselves. So what they're trying to do is find that one strand that they don't understand what it is. Maybe that's the Loch Ness monster. Exactly. Well, I think to myself that like how much of the water is unexplored. And then you think of like, I mean, really what people are explaining is a dinosaur we know exists. So it's mm-hmm. not like it's too, the Loch Ness Monster is not that far-fetched. Right. It's, it's like maybe there's just a version of, of some sort of archaic animal that's I mean, still floating around out there. Even if it's not a monster the way we see it, even if it's just a gigantic sturgeon. Yeah, exactly. That's still really that's cool. That's still really cool. That's still really cool. Really cool. Like 20 foot long sturgeon. Dude. Oh my God. That's amazing. If any of this is yeah. what it was, it's still really cool. If yeah. ghosts are just, you know, time slips or quantums or yeah. versions of it's us that we've projected, cool. it's still badass. Exactly. It's like, so yeah. <laughs> and it's like, just because you don't have evidence leading to, yeah. you know, a, you know, a gigantopithecus, that's fine. Yeah. You know, what if it is a, a a bunch of bears that have learned how to walk upright and they just walk <laughs> upright all the time because exactly. they figured out they can get up to the trees with their front paws. Yeah. And I don't know. It's yeah. just don't don't always be disappointed in the lack of evidence because sometimes the lack of evidence is evidence in it in and of itself. Yeah, yeah. So and I also think people just get too wild. You know, it's like settle down, man. Yeah. Like people, you know, it's like 
why not? Like, why not? Why not yeah. search out these things? Like, why not discover? Like, you know, I think people discount things too quickly mm-hmm. because they want a neat little story that makes sense to them in their own reality and they can right. move on and live their life and their nine to five and their holidays and, yeah. you know, looking forward to Disney and mm-hmm. this year is coming up. And it's just yeah. like, you know, people don't want to think outside of, of their own narrative. You know right. what I mean? So I think people just like to call BS on things because it's just easier. Right. <laughs> and, and that's really disappointing pointing is, you know, being negative about it. And it's like, yeah. you know, just that's fine. You don't want to believe that, that grandpa's come back to visit you, but at least keep your mind open to the possibility that you're experiencing him, experiencing him in some other way. Yeah. That, you know, it could be one of these other things. So, uh, you know, with all of that said, where are you at with like existence? Like, you know, I know in your email, you, when you wrote this down, I was like, yeah, we're definitely going to, I mean, it was literally like the science and hypothesis about what it all could be. Yeah. All of it. I yeah. was like, let's go. <laughs> exactly. Let's do it. <laughs> so yeah, I would love to hear like your perception of like what this is mm-hmm. and, and, and yeah. Well, I think the easiest thing for me is, um, have you read The Martian by Andy Weir? No. Okay. So, you know, it was a movie with Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched and, that. And um, the book is amazing. You know, the book is awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, but prior to that, he wrote a short story called The Egg. And it's actually, you can read it for free on the internet. You just search for The Egg Ooh. by Andy Weir. And when I read it, it like blew my mind because I thought, he crawled around in my brain. Mm-hmm. And he took this out of my head and wrote this short story. And the short story is essentially this man dies in a car accident and he goes to the afterlife and he comes up upon himself. Mm-hmm. And basically the explanation is, is that, you know, you are my child and you have to learn all that you can about the universe. And so you're going to be reborn as a baby in China in the 1500s. Yeah. And he's like, but wait. I, I was just in the 20th century and yeah. he's like, no, you, you're going to be reborn and, you know, time is fluid and it doesn't matter where you are. And by the way, you have been everybody. Mm-hmm. You were Ted Bundy. Yeah. You were, you know, Desmond Tutu. You were Hitler the Chinese. and the Nazis he killed. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and and yeah. all the Jewish people and all, you are everybody. And, I was like, wow, because that's how I've always felt that when I die, my consciousness is going to rejoin this larger consciousness. Yeah. And I and and, and I think um some people call that the Akashic records. Mm-hmm. I think I've heard yeah. that's what it is. And that you come back and it's a constant learning experience. Yeah. And when I read the egg, I was like, wow, that's that's what I've always felt like. Even when I was, you know, a, a teenager, like into church and Christianity and doing the youth groups and the Bible schools and everything. That's how I felt. Yeah. And so that's what I think it is. Now, what is this consciousness or or energy that's coming back to visit us in the form of ghosts? I still am not sure. You know, the... The part of me that still needs my grandparents and my father wants to think, wants to believe and feel like they're coming back to visit me because it makes me feel good that they sure. care enough about me that they're, they haven't been reborn yet that they're coming back. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, you know, there's the practical side of me that's like, okay, it probably is a time slip or it's, it's a tulpa or it's what have you. Yeah, so. that's so wild that you that that was your explanation because about uh, I think it was maybe six months or a year ago I saw this animation mm-hmm. called The Egg mm-hmm. and it was literally now I now it's all making sense I didn't yeah. know it was based off of the sky yeah. but apparently I'll show it I'll send you the link yeah. afterwards because it's it, it's a really simplistic five minute thing you can send to people whenever yeah. you're ta- having a conversation like this and people, you know, it's really, they break it down beautifully, but it is, it's, it is that hypothesis. And mm-hmm. I've often kind of feel like that too, because again, going back to identity, you know, even as Christians, we're always like, well, my spirit's telling me this or, mm-hmm. you know, or, or it, it was always my or I, and I feel like it's more like the, like, yeah. I think things are much more universal. That suffering is like the suffering. Like it's something that everyone's felt that every star exploding in outer space has felt that yeah. every plant and animal has felt like, and that, you know, all these things are universal emo- emotions that we just experience. Mm-hmm. And the more we can detach from them in identity. So it's like when we're angry, we don't say I'm angry. We say I'm experiencing anger. Right. Doesn't mean that you are 
are anger. There's a part of yourself that's not angry if you right. look deep enough. You know yeah, I mean? exactly. Like, and so it's like I think that if we break away from all that, I do agree that like the more and more I've experienced in life, all the weird psychedelic moments and, and of faith and and all these different things, man, I agree that it's like I see myself in everyone, you know, and mm-hmm. I see like. Uh, it's just like, there is no void. There's never been a void. Like we're just these beautiful things with amnesia and we've forgotten that we have all that we need. And it's, you know, know, and when I think about the egg, I think, you know, if, if that was our fundamental religion or belief, oh my gosh, how kind we would be, how nice we would be. Because I'm you and you're yeah, me. Yeah. I don't want to hurt you exactly. because then I'm hurting myself. Exactly. Exactly, man. And yeah. I just, it's like, oh or my gosh. Anything, or anything. Because any, that's, yeah. that's what's so cool about the egg is it's like, I love how they break it down. It's like, it's not just every, like every person on earth. Yeah. It's every person that's ever going to live in the cosmos. Like yeah. every, every other kind of weird entity, every kind of weird thing that's experiencing anything. Exactly. Uh, you know, is all us just yeah. wrapped up into this egg which is like the universe, the universe yeah. trying to become whatever we're becoming, which is, I guess, for lack of a better term, God, because yeah. it's it's so big that we can't understand it. So, yeah. so you had to drop some kind of God word on it, but it's much bigger than that, man. And yeah. I agree. And, and, and at my best, that is my theology. At my right. best, it's like, we are all here for each other. We're here for a good time mm-hmm. to help each other have a good time. Yeah. We're here to explore and discover and create mm-hmm. and make a better thing for the people coming next to us. And right. if you want to know what eternity is, just blink your eyes because there was a billion years before you and there'll be billions of years after you. Yep. you know? And it's and, and it's like you don't matter, but you do matter yeah. because you're made of matter, because you matter to this place, because you're all yeah. of it. <laughs> well, and you matter because, I mean, you know, exactly. just, just those brief interactions with exactly. people. I mean, you you know, you, you were talking about, you know, there's all different types of versions of each of us that exist yeah. in the minds of others. And it's like that one little action that you yeah. take in regards to somebody external from you, that could affect their entire week. Yes. A look, a gesture, a word. Yeah. And I know I'm guilty of, of you know, being the unkind. Oh, me too. We, we all, all are. are. And so, but it, it, you know, I know how off, awfully it affects me when someone just says something that hurts my feelings. Yeah. And so it's like, oh my gosh, if we could just all be a lot more conscious of, of how we treat each other and, and just, even if you don't believe it, even if you think I'm just absolutely talking out of my, you know, backside just pretend that the person you're talking to is is you yes even if you just pretend yes i think we would be so much better i mean i know the word has been like played out by every like instagram girl going to like some you know (laughs) concert but namaste you know i see the god in you like i see that there's something beyond you like all those really wishy-washy words that have been washed out over time right are real and they hold a lot of weight and i think that in the end the best thing that we can really do is work on our internal self because that's that's the part that that's usually hiccup is is a hiccup is that we are we were caught up in our own story Mm -hmm. that isn't ultimate truth like it's just our truth you know and if we're not careful we fabricate a really dark truth based on our own personal experiences and we try to create and we try to base reality on this narrow slice of the pie yeah. instead of just realizing that it's much bigger than that. It's much deeper than that. When you meet someone in public, like you said, you don't know where they're at. You mm-hmm. don't know if they're at level 10 or level one. You don't know what they're going through. Yeah. And I look at it as um, I've, I've often likened it to like a baton race mm-hmm. and whatever energy you're carrying that day, you know, like anger yeah. or happiness or joy, you're right. It's like you get out into daily life, you get out into you know, the grocery store, the gas station, you have these micro interactions with people and what are you doing but handing off a baton of yeah, energy? And it's exactly. like, and it's like they run with it now. And so it's like, it's, it goes back to the like good karma and yeah. yada, yada and all that kind of stuff. But I think it's so important that we work on ourselves and it's something that's just not established anymore in America. It's all pointing fingers mm-hmm. instead of like working on our own damn self so that when we do have these micro, you know, uh, c- connections with people or or, or big ones, yeah. they're they're good energy. We're passing good things to people because it's coming from the abundance and overflow of what we've been doing inside of us. Right? Because you know, I mean, we always would say that as Christians, like out of the abundance, the mouth speaks. You know, mm-hmm. the, out of the abundance of the heart, heart, the mouth 
speaks. And it's like, whatever's inside of you, man, comes out. Yeah. And especially in the heat of the moment. And so if you're not working on yourself, you're not doing your own little daily rituals to keep your ass like happy and yeah. good and looking at and, and having a positive view of the world that we all are gods and whatever it is, yeah. you know, then you do, you pass off shitty batons to people and you just make the world a worse place. And that's something I always tell people is that love does not exist in this reality unless we manifest it. Yeah. Like it just doesn't, it's not here. And mm-hmm. that's what I agree. And I go back to the Bible a lot too, is where I was like raised, but they always talked about being the hands and feet of Jesus, right? right? So it's like same thing, man. Like we are the hands and feet of the universe. Yeah. Like we are the very thing that can breathe and give life to this place and exactly. love and good things. So I yeah. know I rambled for a no, long time. No, that's but. awesome. No, it's awesome. And it's just, you know, it, it just goes back to in investigating the paranormal of of just being understanding of people yeah, and accepting that they are having an experience that they don't understand that's frightening them and letting them know they're not crazy and letting them know that, okay, if you're truly scared of what's happening and we can't explain it in a rational sense, then you need to take ownership of your house and tell whatever's there, please don't scare me. I don't appreciate it. Please, you know, let me live my life. This is my home now. And typically... It's, it's that perception has changed and people are a lot more positive about mm. the experiences that they're having. That's good. Do when that happens, how many times do, does it stop happening, or does it keep happening? But their perception of it changes. I, I think it's a combination of the of the two. Uh-huh. I think whatever's there. Um, respects because whatever's there just wants attention. Sure. And so you know, it's like treat it like a toddler. It's like I see you and I acknowledge you, but I I'm not going to deal with the craziness that you're putting out right now because I've got stuff I need to take care of. Yeah. I will pay attention to you when I have time. Yeah. And and I think everybody comes to a mutual respect. Have you ever dealt with people that you think were like just straight up hallucinating? Like that oh, their yeah. brain was just oh, yeah. not... I You know, we've had people who, um, you know, I... Could be work stress. It could be medication. Um you know, there, uh, there was a chapter in my second book that, you know, it's definitely what was so fascinating about that case was a psychologist had called us Whoa. and, you know, I cannot figure out what's going on with my patient. I've tried everything. I honestly do think that what they have happening is paranormal. Mm. And then we went to the house and they were a trash hoarder. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. And not living in a good situation. And yeah. it was clearly mental and it's yeah. like, okay, you need to do a home visit. You need to go to their house and see this because this is what we observed. This is a mental health issue. So yeah, it's, it's, we've run the gamut. Yeah. It's been interesting. What do you hope like through all these books and like, obviously we got like super existential, which I love, like, like, what do you hope like Heather, you know, like your mark on the collective conscious, the Acacia records, like, like, what do you, like, what is your hope, you know, to, for all of this? And like, I guess if lack of a better term, a message right. that you hope to stamp on to like reality. My, I just hope that people remember me as being, you know, just a nice person, just somebody that they could depend on for, you know, a kind word or support and that, you know, I made them feel more comfortable in their own skin you know, because as, as a kid, I you know, I'm going to be an astronaut and I'm going to leave my mark on the world and name and lights. I mean, we all go through that. Mm-hmm. And so, and now I realize that, you know, my function on, on earth is just to simply be open arms for somebody else. Mm. And that's all, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I don't, I don't need to be orbiting the earth or to be famous. Yeah. It's okay. I just, I just want people to feel comforted by my presence. And when I'm gone, you know, they remember that about me. I love that. It reminds me of, uh, you, 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 are you familiar with Ram Dass? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's a pretty like popular guy, yeah. but just recently passed away. But I love his book and like his kind of his last big saying, you know, his all, his thing was always like, be here now. But, um, I really liked his new stuff that like maybe we're all just here just to walk each other home. Yeah. Like we're literally just like here to like be there for each other till yeah. we go into this next phase of whatever it yeah, is like exactly. that we're headed for. You yeah. Know? <laughs> you know, and that's, and it's okay. I, you know, I finally, it took me several decades, but it took me a while to accept that it's okay to be small. Mm. 
like you know, that. And, and trying to impart to my kids of, you know, the best way to change the world is to change the person sitting next to you yes. or to give love and appreciation to the person sitting next to you. Because like you mm. were t- saying, you know, it, 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 it gets passed on that, that love and appreciation gets passed on and just yeah. starting small can create mm. a wave that affects the world. Yeah, man. Like, oh, if we just had like a day of love tomorrow where everyone walked in love, yeah. it would just like revolutionize the yeah. entire planet. Well, like world, <laughs> you know, what was it in World War One on Christmas Day in the trenches? Like, yes. the, like the Germans and the British. And like, they, yeah. yeah. And then they, they sing songs. Yeah. They play. Yeah. They were singing songs playing it's soccer. Like, yeah, can we exactly. just not do that for one? Just yeah, one? man. The entire planet. How, how has the, how is your view of the afterlife for your own, like, you know, cause obviously I think existential angst is mm-hmm. something we all carry oh, yeah. the idea that like at best you die and everyone you love dies. Like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. so, you know, how, how has like being around the idea of the afterlife so much like changed it and maybe helped you with the idea of having to cross over and all that kind of stuff? Well, you know, because I, I went from being very anxious about death and fearing it and just terrified of it. And then I had children and I was terrified of their deaths. And mm-hmm. I still am. I still, sure. you know, no oh, parent yeah. should no, that's have the, their children go before don't them. Don't wish that. No. Yeah, that's so, terrible. you know, this idea that we are going, you know, as far as I'm concerned, we are going to be reborn. Mm-hmm. And if you if you follow the idea that you you tend, you're attracted to those souls or spirits that you know, you're always attracted to the same souls, mm-hmm. the same spirits. So, you know, my husband in this life may have been a brother and yeah, a former one exactly. or whatever. Some other connection, yeah. Oh my gosh, the people that I'm, I have in my circle, I love those people. Yeah. I can't wait to spend multiple lifetimes with them because yeah. they're fun. Yeah. They're really cool people. Now, I hope they don't turn out to be the Ted Bundys of the yeah, next life. exactly. <laughs> oh, my word. Or me. Or you have to turn out or to be me. the Ted Bundy. Yeah, um, you know, it's like... Who knows? But I mean, I can't wait to spend more lives with my three kids and my husband. Yeah. It's like they're... And see my grandparents again in another form. That's that's really exciting. But I'm not ready to let go of this life yet because this life is still really cool. How I got you, many years. I agree. How do you... Um, like, how have you brought your kids up? Like, with with like the idea, the overarching idea right. of like, why are we here? You know, whether yeah. it's like most people, obviously, there's a religion attached or something. Yeah. But yeah, how, how have you done that? I mainly ask because I have a three and a half yeah. year old, and I'm still trying to decide on my own. Right? <laughs> how the no. heck I'm doing it? You know, I told I was really honest with the kids, and that's what I would have to say. My overarching, you know, idea of parenting is don't lie. Mm. That's good. And, you know, besides, you know, making sure that they know that they're loved, it's like, don't lie to them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when they when they started asking about death, am I going to die? Yes. Mm. When? I don't know. Mm. What happens? I don't know. <laughs> That's why. How old do you feel like that was happening? Um, it was happening when they were like kindergarten. Wow. Around so that man, age. Man, I better start buckling up, boy. Yeah. Yeah. And it especially happens, you know, if you have a pet or a friend or a family member. That passes, yeah. they actually experienced their first funeral a couple of weeks ago when my grandmother passed. Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't... And what was amazing was that it was like, okay, you guys have school. I'm just going to go up on my own because my husband has work. You have school. And they're like, no, mama, we don't want you to be alone. Mm. They wanted to be there to support me when I felt like okay, you know, if they go, it's going to be traumatizing for them. But no, they wanted to be there for me. I was like, wow, that's really cool. But anyway, I kind of got off track. You know, they, um, you know, I explained to them what I thought might happen, what Mm -hmm. we've discussed. And I said, you know, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna be up to you. What makes you, what brings you comfort? Mm. But I said, in my experiences investigating the paranormal, there's something there. Yeah. There is a secondary existence. Yeah. And so, and I said, whatever it is, whether I'm right or somebody else is right, there's something there that mm-hmm. I don't want you to fear. Mm-hmm. And then take giving them the knowledge of, okay, think to the time before you were born. What do you remember? Exactly. <laughs> Nothing. Does that scare you? No. Well, then why should death scare you? Exactly. So they, you know, there were some tears. There was still sure. some upset of just this unknown. Yeah. But they're really, they've calmed down a whole lot, you know. 
we I love that you yeah. allow them to craft their story because yeah. like I think in the end that's what we're all doing is like yeah. I look at like a lot of religion as coping yeah, it's, it's just what like it is. it's just like it makes you feel better like knowing yeah. that like the scariest most unknown thing we have is like now you know what happens that there's yeah. a guy at the other end that opens the door and ushers you in yeah. you know it's like it feels comforting as hell and I think that like no one should be uh, you know should be treated badly because they because that's the way they view things yeah. you know I think the biggest thing that I hope we could change is that like that it doesn't become like a, a line in the sand for people where like you you either are here or, or you're, you're there. Yeah, yeah, you're there. You're the yeah. enemy. You know, well, like <laughs> I mean for so many, you know, millennia, religion was you know, that was our science. Mm-hmm. And now that science has evolved and, and we've understand and we understand better the universe yeah. around us, you know, religion, I think, in answering questions, you know, because God was the earthquake and God was yeah, the volcano. The sun and yeah. Yeah. And now that's kind of shrunk. Yeah. And now it I think it's become the only question really that's left is what happens mm-hmm. after we die. And that's what religion is giving us. Yeah. And I don't know if we'll ever have the definitive answer of what happens yeah. after we die. And I think if that's never answered, we will always have, have religion, some sort of religion. Yeah. in some form or fashion, yeah. which and, and that's here, fine. And we also live in a very postmodern, like believe what you believe yeah. like era. So it's like, even if science is like, yeah, for sure. We know that like that, uh, you don't recycle, but your spirit does. Yeah. So like, it's not my spirit, it's the spirit. And that piece of something inside of you is going to recycle into someone else. We now know that for sure. So that yeah. consciousness lives on. We also know know that maybe like there's this collective conscious. So sometimes you blip into other thoughts of other lives mm-hmm. of other this and that. And it's like, maybe they could say all of that. And there's probably still going to be a yeah. sect of people that are like, bullshit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am still going to worship this fish. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, seriously. And that's fine. Exactly. Just don't force me to worship your fish. Exactly. I don't mind. Exactly. Yeah. And I, th- and I think that's where I would love to be maybe. And, you know, maybe thousands of years, from now we're all on the same page yeah. but until then I think we should get to this place where it's like we play ball with each other yeah. we're at least willing to be like hey you're totally right to be able to say that or believe that like but it doesn't mean I need to right. you know what I mean like if we could just get to at least that part of evolution yeah. where we're not killing each other or exactly. we're, not, we're not literally dividing and yeah. being divisive right. over our beliefs but mm-hmm. if we could get to a place where we could just play nice so to well, speak I don't know you know I had a friend who at one time he was like the world is black and white yeah. gray is evil it has to be black or white and I'm and I've always been the gray thinker mm-hmm. where I'm like I feel like in order order for us to function as a society, as yeah. humanity, we have to exist in the gray. Yes. Because the black and the white is where those extremes are that that's where we hurt each other yes. and harm. And yes. I feel like we need to get to a point where we can all function in, in, in gray. Yeah. Well, I think that one thing we've lost too, not to get like into ex- like into modernism and stuff, but yeah. it's like the idea of nuance. I've been yeah. saying this recently that like, I don't think anyone below my, I'm 33, so I'm still very young, but like, I, I don't feel like anyone below my age and that like, and I'm generalizing is like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's like, you, it's like, y'all don't remember what nuance is. Yeah. And maybe even the older generation too, maybe yeah. they've forgotten as well. I, so I don't want to generalize. It's just like, I, and maybe it's just because those are the type of people I'm around more, but it does, it just seems like people have created this very like, okay, if you're wearing this or doing that or saying this, you are that 100%. Yeah. Like, yeah. and there's no such thing as nuance. It doesn't, you you know, you can't believe a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Right. Like, you know, like, what about this and a little bit of that? Or, you know, or this situation makes sense. But in that same situation with this little change, it, it doesn't make sense. Like, right. Yeah. I mean? Yeah. You, you really do need to, the, we, we as a society, we need to figure out how to exist in that middle. Yeah. And I think it's really just, I think we have unfortunately set ourselves up in a, in a way where we, we just don't have the time to contemplate mm-hmm. anymore. So we need the black and white, like generalized story, yeah. the little tight knit story, the little like, this is what I'm doing this is why I'm here. Now let me just get back into my like grind and my yeah. nine to five and, and my daily, whatever on my mind, you mm-hmm. know, like I need that new gadget or this new thing or that new yada yada. And I yeah. think most of us are lost there in that like robotic, like, you know, just kind of mindless thought, you know? 
know, yeah. and, and we're not really thinking about much of anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you no, because you so, don't have time. Exactly. Yeah. You're just kind of bombarded with whatever's in front of you in the moment, you know, yeah. and you're just kind of lost. And all of a sudden you're like, what did I live for? And why am I here? You know, and you're like yeah. on your deathbed. <laughs> exactly. And then it's too late. Exactly. And then it's too late. <laughs> you're like, whoa, shit. Oh, crap. Oh, man. Well, this has been like super fun. This would be a great place to wrap up yeah. I, I feel like i could literally go on and on and on Same. i mean I, and and i would love to have you back on man more more frequently yeah. you know i think that'd be really fun i feel like there's so much to talk about definitely uh, in the paranormal world that we barely even touched on you know right. and um but if if people want to check out your new books and do you, are you do you have audio or are you thinking about doing audio or? i'm gonna uh yeah that's that's something i need to dive in is is do an audio version of the book but i don't mm-hmm. have one as of yet but okay. it is available um as a paperback and as an ebook mm-hmm. through amazon Barnes and Noble, you know, yeah. indiebound.org. You can buy signed copies on my website at futureghost.com. But yeah, if you if you prefer your books ebooks, you know, yeah. you can buy it on Apple iBooks. Perfect. You know, that kind of thing. So very cool. But yeah, the Memoirs of a Future Ghost is the first one. Recollections of a Future Ghost is the second one. And that one comes out um, Halloween. I want to definitely like when things pick back up. Yeah. If you guys do any kind of like you know, you have some kind of crazy paranormal kind of gig that yeah. like that, you know, please let me know. I will. Because even if I can come like shoot some film of yeah, it or definitely. whatever. I mean, I know we did the red hair one. I don't yeah. know if you remember that, like red years I ago. That, that I mean, was so that was much like, fun. Yeah. People don't even remember. That was like four years ago or yeah. something. We were like midnight in the middle of a brewery, yeah. like searching for some ghosts. That was so much fun. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah. I drank my weight in root beer <laughs> yes, that night. Let's it was go. so amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it was so much fun. So, so many more stories to tell. And I appreciate yeah. you so much. And uh, thank you for your perspective on this. Yeah. I, it was so much fun. Thanks for awesome. having me. Yeah. I had a great time.